Woo! Welcome to another episode of the G Splash Review Show called What is it called, Chris? It's called Splash Trash or Man. Goddamn Where right. We, we do a great job. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, as always riding shotgun, my man Chris Bucky Watts. That's me. Back in the movie bag. Uh today we're reviewing Detective Pikachu and John Wick the Third. Awesome. Parabellum. Which I didn't know what that meant until like the very end of this movie. We'll get into that. Do you know what a parabellum is? Yeah, it's well, I guess it means. Don't tell me. I haven't seen it. <laughs> All right. Spoilers. But I'm going to tell you my thoughts about before I go and see it. There we go. All right. Uh, and then I'll go see it. <laughs> this rating system is simple. Splash if it's dope. Man, if it's whatevs. And straight up. Straight up. Trash. Yeah, if it's trash, it's garbage. You don't even need to go see it. It's so stupid. Some quick box office news. I'm sure. This might not be too surprising for you, Chris, but uh, Endgame finally lost the number one spot. To, I know. To John Wick. Wow. I, uh, and does that surprise you? Doesn't surprise me, actually. No, not really. I'm curious if it'll, if Endgame will go back up. Oh, I guess Aladdin's coming out, so no. Yeah. I think Although, it's, I think we're going to get into how that and how there's no score yet. Yeah, we'll get, we'll talk a little bit of Aladdin later for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I think I wasn't too surprised about. John Wick beating out in game. I think there's a hardcore fan following for this. I mean, they're they're three great movies, so it makes it a lot easier to believe. If it had been like freaking, I don't know, Big Mama's House three or something, well, I don't know, that probably would get a good following now too. <laughs> if it'd been some shitty movie or like a dog's purpose, I'd be like, really? That but I mean John Wick, you're right. Good following, great movies, super fun, and you know, fatigue happens for every movie and how long has Endgame been out? A month almost? Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. It's made a trillion dollars. I actually never saw a single Jack Wick movie. Jack Wick. John Wick. Who's Jack Wick? Is that his brother? Yeah, you guys see my brother John Wick. Nice to meet you. Jack Wick. I sell plumbing pots. No, I don't actually do the plumbing. Just the pots. Jack Wick. Anyways, <laughs> our brother John, he's fucking killing people. Anywho, back to you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> John Wick, I saw this weekend. that movie. Yeah, the John, I saw the first two, uh, these last few days, and then I saw. Oh, then you, you, you were right in that sweet spot, because you hadn't seen any of them, and uh-huh. now you've seen all three, so you must just be, well, I guess you could tell me you hated them, but we'll get there when we get to John Wick. Yeah, we'll get there. First, let's talk, let's get into our reviews. Um, first, we're talking Detective Pikachu. It's got a 65% from the critics, an 83%. Chris, I know you're a big Pikachu fan. Why don't you read the tag? And we'll talk about it. I'd love to. So Detective Pikachu, uh, the story begins when ace detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu. Finding that they are uniquely equipped to communicate with one another, they join forces on a thrilling adventure to unravel the tangled mystery. That's a good summary. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, You... I knew this was a video game, but people are really pushing hard for this being like the best video game movie ever. Huh, that's that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, people don't really think of Detective Pikachu as a video game, but it absolutely is. So yeah, I it would be. It would I think it absolutely would be. If you that's tough. No, it's not tough. It's pretty cut in stone, actually. It's like Detective Pikachu is not like it's like a, a game that people love, but it's not really a mainstream one that everybody knew about. And they were more focused on the other Pokemon games. Uh, but so, yeah, it is a video game movie and it should be considered the best one because all the other ones fucking suck. 
Yeah, I would agree. Ironically, agree with that. Uh, I'm not a big Pokemon person. After doing some of the research, I can honestly say that this would be arguably the best video game movie, if not the best video game movie for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm not very familiar with the video game of how close it follows, but yeah, I mean, it's not one I played. I, I know it exists, but I don't know a ton about it. I think that a lot of people are in the mindset like I was even kind of knowing that fact in the back of my head. Like I went in thinking this is just like it's just a Pokemon movie right. that happens to have live people and animated Pokemon instead of it being fully you know 2D animation or whatever. So, uh, yeah, but I, I guess it does have that seed, but maybe that's why it works. And because people were just like, oh, yeah, that game exists. But like, if you make a, you make fucking Red Dead Redemption or Assassin's Creed, people are like, it's not the fucking game. It fucking sucks, man. Because games have longer narratives and more time to develop. We've talked about this a hundred times on the show. Yeah. But with something like this, you're just like, oh, there's a source material, but fucking whatever. It's like if they came out with a game, for a movie for like, I don't know, what's some, you know, that game you pass like every time at the arcade and you never even play it or know it's a real thing. You'd be like, what do you mean, freaking Tonskin? Tonskin is a game? Oh, yeah, man, it was huge in the 80s. Tonskin? Oh, it was a great movie. Or you Battleship. Know? I guess it's more of a board yeah, game. Yeah, Battleship. Battlezone. Uh, there's one. How about Shinobi? Double Dragons. Now they tried that. Didn't go well. Street Fighter. That, that didn't go well either. Jean-Claude Van Damme is an American guile. Hmm. He's an American fucking hero is what he is. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Anyway, uh, Chris, I do feel like this movie is for... The hardcore fan. Uh, yeah. And on that note, splash trash or math? Uh, splash. You giving it a splash? I do. I know a sixty-five. Uh, as far as a Rotten Tomato score, and I'm someone that's usually a little bit closer to. I'm a fucking snob. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, I, I'm usually a little bit closer to the the critic score. I feel like, but I can appreciate the audience score either way. Uh, in this one, I'm I'm very much more on the. I don't think it's an eighty-three, but I think it's a really fun immersive experience because what you just said is true like it i don't know if it's for the hardcore people but they really just fucking throw you in they're not like okay and this pokemon's name is tommy and yeah tommy's no. a fucking snorlax they're just like welcome to the world bitch let's go solve a crime and if we bump into one along the way maybe you'll hear its name maybe you fucking won't yeah i think for for me I got, i'm gonna give this one a man i was slightly unfamiliar with the world but i felt you know they definitely made sure to hit all the marks on what characters to include. Uh, I thought the world, the world building was done really well. Uh, the storytelling lacked for me. Yeah, that, that was, that I was wasn't, a, I will uh, agree there. I was not that engaged with the story. I guess my, I'm more impressed with the, that they built that world, that it seemed pretty seamless. Right. Ryan Reynolds, like we already predicted, carried the movie the whole story and the missing and it just, that wasn't the, the them trying to solve the case. Strangely enough was not at all that good, but being in that world, it, I think it was done right. And it was still fun. It was just a fun time. It was just a fun time. If you're looking to have a nice, easy, light, fun time, go freaking get it. Yeah. I felt like Ryan Reynolds, but I already, you know, I think everybody knew going in that he was pretty much going to carry this movie, but it absolutely, it definitely felt like it phoned in a, a few times or more majority of and it sounds like he kind of just read off a bunch of lines and then they, they kind of pick they kind of just picked them but um i also didn't like bill nye as a villain <laughs> it was kind of weird yeah I mean, the dude's I, a, a, a weird comedian, choice of he's not an actor and yeah it was a weird choice for for the role but 
they could have gone with someone maybe a little more established, which would have been better for the older audiences. I know that they're playing off of and Pokemon's cheeky. It's supposed to be fun. We're sitting here being like, well, if they were more artisanal, but at the end of the day, it would have been fun to see someone maybe unexpected in that role. Those have tended to be that those that that tends to be something that actually ends up playing off well not that they're playing against type but just that you're like oh wow that's actually a good choice the one that is, keeps being in my he- head right now is um you know that movie game night mm-hmm. the one with freaking jason bateman and uh yeah 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 where they think they, where they're all playing the game it's got kyle chandler and freaking winston from the like that that movie at the end that they've been doing this whole shit but then like the actual real bad guy is michael c hall and it was just like oh i didn't expect to see dexter in this but that because he's here, it really brings weight to the being a villain right. opposed to this being like, Oh, Bill Nye, that's, that's weird. Like that was a weird choice. Yeah. I didn't even recognize him yeah. to be honest, but all Anywho. in all, I think it's a, I think, yeah, if you're a Pokemon fan, this is a good, a good flick to definitely aimed at the younger audience, but there's some adult jokes and stuff in there, obviously with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But let's call, I mean, let's call John wick right now and talk about his brother. Uh, no, let's t- Let's get Jack Wick on the goddamn phone. Jack, are you there? Oh, yeah, you better believe I'm here. Is this about my brother John, or is this about my awesome, awesome deal on plumbing pots and accessories? <laughs> it's about your brother. Yeah, I figured as much. Anyways, you come down. You come down here, and you're going to see we got prices. We got bottom barrel prices <laughs> on everything you need plumbing-wise. Cannot install. Have to say that legally. Back to your questions about Parabellum, of course. Yeah, snakes, we got that. He's just plugging. He just plunges. Gets it, but he just keeps plugging. Yeah, my thing is my brother, he takes out his gun, shoots a guy in the top of the head. The guy's jaw fucking shoots to the floor. His teeth everywhere. Those teeth, those are going to go into a drain. And when that drain gets clogged, I hope you're looking for Jack Wick's plumbing pods and accessories. <laughs> you're like, you know what? You're doing a great job, Jack. Just keep plugging away, Jack. Make the best of a bad situation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this before we get into the third one. Um, I actually thought the first one was really, really good. And I think that it was really smart to have Keanu Reeves not say much of 20 words. Absolutely. He's not a, he's not a talker. The second one, however, he had a lot more speaking roles. And um, I think the one dialogue moment that sticks out for me that I was like, Ugh, trying to get through was him talking to Common at the bar in John oh, yeah, in yeah, John Wick yeah, 2. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's such an interesting thing that just as a side note before we dive in, like Keanu Reeves is such an interesting guy, and I don't mean that in a negative way because I'm a I'm actually a really big fan. I remember growing up, obviously he was like speed. a big deal in the early nineties of speed and all that shit. And then it was like this stretch where he was like a really shitty actor that people made fun of a lot. And but like the dude now, and not even now, like since it was a little before John Wick, I would even say like He's established himself that he just wants to do roles that he enjoys. He work freaking his ass off. He does all the stunts and all that shit and trains crazy to do those John Wick movies. If you yes. watch those behind the scenes videos of him on the shooting courses, like, and he's like, I'll just do movies I want to do and I'll do projects I want to do and I'll open a motorcycle shop and I'll just like, I'll just, I just want to have fun. He's like the nicest dude imaginable. He's always like friendly to people and like just an absolute joy to be around. Like that, that's what you want. That's the kind of person you, you should as far as actors in Hollywood, like people just, that's going to be a person you should look up to or be like, yeah, I'd like to meet that guy. Cause you're going to have a chill time. You're not going to be freaking sweating into your pants and worried. You're going to say something wrong. You're just like, let's hang out. I'm trying to think of the last movie. I Oh yes. Now I remember it was actually right after John wick one, but the last, I think Keanu Reeves movie that I saw was a movie called knock, knock. Yeah. Knock, knock. Terrible movie. 
And I remember watching. Yeah, he didn't always pick him right. <laughs> I remember watching. Didn't someone famous who direct? Was the director big on that too? Mm, Let me look. I'm looking I, right now. I think not. I think it was a. I think it was a. A Latin yeah, gentleman, no, no, perhaps. Not, no, it was Eli Roth. Oh. Yeah, this, that's probably why. I don't know. I don't get this Eli Roth thing. And maybe I'm gonna piss people off, but like, I, 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 he's not that good. He, he made like a couple good. He's he's got Zack Snyder syndrome. Yeah, it's like and this and produced by Eli Roth, and I'm like, it got a nine percent. This I is mean, the ninth nine percent in a row. Is he going for a record? What his best movie was? What Hostel? Yeah, like David A. You know, Hostel was 2006 or five or whatever. Things like David Ayer is an even better example than Zack Snyder. Someone who just keeps getting opportunities to make movies and be a part of movies, and somehow they're always awful. Yeah, but does, Eli like, Roth is two heavy. Good ones. He's heavy in the horror. The horror culture. being involved in the culture is huge, and I'm sure he was, you know, and he's a pretty, he, he's a decent actor. Uh, off that, anyway, uh, what I was <laughs> that movie was so bad that like uh, when I was watching it in my old apartment, my roommate was like, "Are you watching a porn right now? Like, what is this?" Yeah, and I was it's like, real sexy. It's real sexual. Lots but, of sexuals in it. And the funny part was like those were it, the sexual scenes weren't even on. It was just like the acting scenes, and I was like, "No, Keanu Reeves is in this," and she was like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he made us. He made a dope porno. I thought this movie was gonna be good. It wasn't. Anyway, John Wick, boom. Yes. This story starts off if you if you didn't already know. Guy goes to a gas station, wife dies, and gives him a dog. So he goes to the store, buys some dog toys, needs to fill up at the gas station. Some guy rolls up and is like, "How much for your fucking car, bitch?" And then he's like, "My car's not for sale, bitch." And then they go follow him and they beat him up, steal his car, and kill his dog. Now the Should've dog, that dog. <laughs> the dog was given to him by his wife after she passed. She had a sickness. Uh, it's a complete spoiler for the first one if you haven't seen it. So get on board. It's five I mean, years that's old. That's what's great about these movies, and I'm saying this knowing that I are or going to press by saying I don't want to get too deep because I want to go see John Wick three still. But that's one thing I really enjoy about these. the The premise of the movie is all that the movie needs, and I think that simplicity right. is what makes John Wick one especially great, and what makes John Wick two. It's like Okay, I mean, the previews, they showed you as much. They were like, this guy gets a dog, dog gets killed, guy goes and kills everybody. He's in a retired, crazy... He's basically, he's the greatest... It's if James, if James Bond was an assassin instead of being James Bond. That's exactly what John Wick See, is. See, I would have said... I greatest assassin of all time. I would have said he's more like Jason Bourne without amnesia. In a flashy... Yeah, in a, fl- a, a hybrid is the way to do it. Because yeah, because he's, he's, he's got all, a lot of guns. He's yeah. all gadgety and shit like that. He's more like, let's freaking wrestle and he's fight got the, and fist got fight and I'll suit. kill you with a pencil. He's got the bulletproof suit. Yeah, there's a legend about him killing... Although People I did... That's the pencil. one... I was For the longest time, I, I think I missed a part because I was working on this Funko Pop list that I... While I was watching it, that I missed a part that explains that his suit was bulletproof. Or yeah, his, yeah. Or his like jacket Taylor's was. Special. Yeah. And so like he kept throwing it up and I was like... What is he doing? Why are you throwing up? What are you trying to be invisible? Trying to yeah. anyway. Anyway, but yeah, he's, he's a great, great assassin that ever lived. Great, yeah. Comes out of retirement to kill some bad guys. Now let's get to John Wick three. At the end of the second movie, it's like, hey, you got an hour before because he kills somebody on on that in the hotel. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to do any business in the hotel. It's supposed to be a safe place. The hotels are safe place where hitmen can come and hang out safely. Right. They can't right. take contracts. Can't take work. It's like a sanctum, and he. He's a real tell- bad dude in one, so he gets excommunicado. Excommunicado. He's got an hour to like figure his shit out. And yep, he gives him an hour to get out of New York City with that $14 million price tag on his head. Everybody coming for it. Second one ends where he's running. So the third one, he's got a certified fresh 
by critics, 92% from the fans. You know they loved it. In this third installment of the adrenaline-fueled action franchise, Super Assassin John Wick returns with a $14 million price tag on his head and an army of bounty-hunting killers on his trail. After killing a member of the shadow, shadowy International Assassin's Guild, The High Table, John Wick is excommunicado, but the world's most ruthless hitmen and women await his every turn. The spooky. The third. This one was really interesting because one count. I forgot that he was hurt. He's always. I guess he's always hurt, but he's like running kind of awkward. And I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if that was how Keanu Reeves run or ran. Yeah, because he's like. I think he's, he's like shot. And he's like stabbed. doing like. It's like a. If you saw a penguin running, that's how. Yeah, he's doing. It's kind of like. It's waddle. a waddle. Yeah. This movie is full of like almost a lo- slightly too long action scenes. Like they're a little bit long. Oh. oh yeah, they're all about that freaking a long, full on one take, epic fight scenes. Yeah, and the first one is this one. This one was actually a little bit gorier than the the others. Mm-mm, I like that. This opening scene, he like gets into this museum or like some kind of old place with like old weapons, and this Asian crew is just after him, and it's just a knife fucking. Party fight like I throw the a throw the fucking party throw the knife party soundtrack on right now because it's like it's just knives like one at one point there's one dude who just is just like a pin cushion and then just stuffed with knives and then one dude gets stabbed in the eye and it's it's pretty like wild uh, they're bad guys by the way he, he we yeah. should have prepped that too he's the good guy in the movies like he got out of the game he didn't want to be an assassin anymore he married packed it up did this crazy shit so he could get out of the game buy his way out and then she died and now he's back in it and all the people he's murdering he never kills anybody doesn't have it coming they are all like ruthless killers mafia people like drug de- like he's just it's kind of like punisher but more focused not like punisher like i'll kill anybody it's more like i'm want- trying to do this thing right. i want to get out again but he i have to, to go out. all the yeah. way through it to get out again right which is beautiful yeah that's basically the story of the whole thing and it's it's non-stop the whole way through and it's Honestly, three is just like two, and they've confirmed. I think there's like four or five more. I want to say at least three more movies after this one. Things where he said like, as long as I keep enjoying doing it, and they keep making like the whole Thor thing almost like, uh, I'm down. I'm down to keep training. Keeps keeps him in shape. He he digs it. The stories are good. That was the one thing. Like get buck wild. As much as much as Keanu Reeves looks tired throughout the whole movie, I'm you get tired. Like I'm like, man, how's this? Yeah, you're exhausted by the end. I'm exhausted. Like I'm like, how's he staying? Anyway, he's guys like he's like fifty fifty years old. He's just a tough son of a bitch. That's a tough sob. Uh, I'm gonna give it a splash. This is definitely a a a cult classic film. I know that. Can't wait to give it a splash. Chris, maybe you want to downplay this a little bit, but like it's got a Fast and Furious kind of like flair to it in the sense of like sure very colorful it's very outrageous um but it's there's bullets flying baby from the broadway yeah but no it's just blast man i i I thoroughly enjoyed it um if you if you're a john wick fan you'll you'll definitely love it uh oh boy definitely go see it let's talk some coming attractions yeah i won't talk the obvious right away but there is a movie that i want to see that's coming out it's got an 80 percent right now Uh, it's a horror flick and it's called brightburn the story the only summary of the plot of the storyline that you have so far is what if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far from sinister, far more sinister, whatever. Same thing. This movie looks creepy as hell. Anytime you see a, ch- a child running around killing people, I think that sets everybody off. Oh, red eyed and yeah. fucking evil. 
Wow, this is uh, this is um, this is great. I saw I saw a movie that just came out when we were in Minneapolis. I saw the trailer there and I was like, "Oh, this movie looks kind of tight." It's a lot of like jump scares. It's probably gonna be mayo trash, but it looks it's getting a good vibe. So it's got ten reviews at an eighty. Nine out of ten, Dennis, baby. <laughs> so that's not that's not glowing, but I'm still it's still even for that surprises me because this looks fucking so it's, it's just suspect. it's just a yeah it's suspect it's basically just like when a superman was fucking bad and it's like well Pretty okay much. cool like that's that's it but then again did you know who wrote it who eli roth Jan- uh, freaking well this is so weird the, the, here's the strangest part the the thing said james gunn bounces back with brightburn and then it's written by brian gunn and mark gunn and directed by David Yarvesky, but there's no mention. Maybe he's an executive producer or something. Let me just click on the old thing that says James Gunn. Maybe that's I mean, something. Elizabeth completely. Banks is also in it. Life changes you. James Gunn bounces back from Guardians firing with Brightburn. James Gunn specializes in this. Uh, main character of the filmmaker's newest movie is not. He didn't make the movie. It, directed by David Yarvesky and written by Gunn's younger brother Brian and cousin Mark. Wow, talk about freaking nepotism. Oh, Produ- and, and oh his- yeah, he's the producer. And he was on set helping like do shit up here. And the kid from Endgame, who's also a Dunn, Jackson A. Dunn, is the main character. He played oh a- My God, the guns are taking over. He played Scott Lang when he was like, Oh, re- oh kid Scott Lang? Oh, yeah. Like, Guys, oh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. Is that Scott? <laughs> he's like, somebody peed my pants. Ah, uh, looks good. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a tr- check out. But I've heard amazing things about this next movie. It's called Book Smart. It's got a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, Deba. The story follows Deaver and Fieldstein's characters, two academic superstars and best friends, who, on the eve of their high school graduation, suddenly realize that they should have worked less and played more. Determined to never fall short of their peers, the girls set out on a mission to cram four years of fun into one night. Typical high school movie, right? Typical. It's like the high school nerd movie. We'll see if it's 100. I'll go see it, and I'll let you know. Yeah, I mean, is it going to... Do you have any idea if how many reviews it has? Because I haven't pulled it up yet, but I totally can. It's called Booksmart. I like a good... I, I hope it's good. I like a good coming-of-age story that's good, you know? Like that uh, Edge of 17. Remember that movie? Yeah. Great movie. This is... I mean, the... the 74 the, reviews puts it at 100. Uh-oh, that means it's good. It's also got... um. What's her name from? I think uh, I think her name's Caitlin Deaver. Who she's? I think she's on Last Man Standing. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid cast, hundred percent. Uh oh, god damn! It's like I got something to go see now. Bang bang. And last on our list, bang, of bang. course, Aladdin. Is this really happening with Aladdin? The No Score Zone. Aladdin. Aladdin two thousand two thousand nineteen. Are we still looking no score at all? And I know they have their new procedures, but it opens in two days. Chris's theory, if you haven't been uh, following along, is that if there's no scores, and it's usually pretty right on this, I'll, I'll say that. There's been a lot of controversy about this film, so it definitely looks like it's falling into that pocket that Chris loves. If there's no score out by now, this is a Tuesday night on its opening week, pretty, indication, pretty good indication that it's going to be a bad movie. Is that fair to say? In the past, there has been a direct correlation between a movie 
choosing to hold back the reviews or the screenings so there can be reviews because they don't want the news to get out the movie sucks and then people will go see it. Now, there have been cases where that doesn't end up being the what happens and there's also been cases where, especially recently, where they hold them back for other reasons, to avoid trolls, to kind of just drop everything all at once because they're like, well... But let's just let's not let people users take down our score. Uh, that said, I put in Aladdin 2019 reviews, and this article says earlier reviews for live action Aladdin say it's another Disney hit. Uh, most of the other stuff is oh here we go. Cinema Blend did a this rotten week, and Cinema Blend is great at this. They predict something before it comes out, and usually they'll do it from like. Even if they've already released the score, they'll do their own pick to be like, yeah, it'll probably end here. But they're really good when a when a thing will not release it. Uh, they usually have a, a pretty good thing. They're saying it's going to get a fifty-seven. Ooh, but we so all know it'll probably but- be between a sixty. So it'll be on the positive side of fifty. They say. I mean, let's be honest though. Disney's track record right now hasn't been good since what Jungle Book. Uh yeah yes Joe Book was the last real real good one I I believe is that the last live action we had Dumbo. Dumbo and there was another Alice in Wonderland I feel like and um Beauty and the Beast yeah it's that that was their last real real good one Beauty and the Beast wasn't bad uh this one yeah but the Brightburn's gonna clock in at a thirty seven when all said and done so according to Cinema we'll have to wait and according see according to Cinema Blend we'll see we'll see they're they they miss sometimes and they they acknowledge it so we'll see. This is Love a plan. I'm going to go see Aladdin though for sure. Everyone Ain't is. no doubt, baby. This is the time where it's like one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, movies start to really start to pick up here and you can see like nine movies in one weekend if you really wanted to. Wanted oh, to. That's a lot of, a lot of time. Absolutely. I'm excited. I know you are too, Chris. That's going to do it for this episode of G Splash, the Splash Trash Man review show here on our dope show. And we'll see you at the movies. See you at the movies. Uh, If you have any questions, tell us what you're going to see this summer. Do you think Aladdin's good? Let us know. Hit us in the email, on the Instagram, and on the Twitter. We out here at... Hit me right in the email. At G-Splash Podcast. Boom. And then you can check out our site at gsplashpodcast.com. And hit us up in the email at info at gsplashpodcast.com. We'll be here every week. Next week, we'll talk more comics for you. Maybe we'll get into the second round of World of Realms, or War of Realms, rather. Oh, yeah, big developments there. That'd be great. Let's talk about a lot that. of books. I got a lot of reading to do. Lots uh, of reading. Put anything, your on, folks. <laughs> any other thing you want to talk about before we get out of here, Chris? Nope, just what I said already. We'll see you at the movie. See you at Blockbuster, baby. Yeah.